This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. May 5th, May 5th, May 5th, the 5th of May. Do you realize what day this is? Do you? Yes, it is the 5th day of May in America. It's here in America. It's the day between May 4th and May 6th in America on our calendar. It is May 5th in America. It is nothing else. Nothing else, except you might get half a buck off a cheap margarita in uh, a cheap bar, though I have absolutely no idea why. Meanwhile, I do have an important meeting of the best and brightest and an important declaration to follow. Very toss. I'm Jay Severin. You're the best and brightest. This is the Blaze Radio Network. And a number I hope you have right up next to the Poison Control Center uh, on the fridge is this one. one 888 Right up next to the Sheriff's Department number. Because we are the Sheriff's Department of Truth here. one 888 900-3393. Call anytime. Unfortunately, I will only answer during two hours of any 24-hour period, but you can call anytime. One tri- now would be a good time, for instance. Between now and 5 p.m. Eastern would be an excellent choice of times. one 3393 I uh, I love you. You know that, right? I mean, you do know that. And you know I love this job. You know that too, right? And you know I know you give me this job by being here or not being here. I know that too, and I think you know I know that. Still, we need to have a talk. Consider it, if you like, and it would be very reasonable to thusly consider it. Consider it, if you like, a meeting of the board of directors, of which you are, of course, uh, an important member. 
The bylaws empower me to call a board meeting, and I hereby invoke that authority. The best and brightest shall please come to disorder. And as aforesaid, I believe we need to have a talk. And by we, I think you know and believe that I mean it when I say we. I mean, really, you and I, you and I, we. I mean, draw nigh and be heard. We're at a crossroads. We are at a crossroads. This is about who I am as a manager, if you will, you know, as a host. I just something's always bugged me about the word host. Isn't that funny? I mean, after all these years, this is about the kind of host who I am as a host and and who you are and who we are together as partners in this broadcast. It's about the direction of the show. It really is. It's a crossroads moment. And yes, it has to do with it has to do with political evolutions or devolutions within the last hours and moments. I appreciate and I do that everyone who cares enough to be a partner in a show like this, to listen to a show, to participate in a show like this, anyone who cares enough about civics to do that has feelings about this, not just curiosity. Curiosity is a given, but you also have feelings, as I do. And I appreciate deeply that those feelings are still very much on edge. I myself cradled a tearful child, as I have mentioned. I myself cradled a tearful child of mine who, for the first time in her young life, fell in love with politics and with following it day to day. And she fell in love with almost everything about it. And she fell in love with a candidate. That candidate happened to be Ted Cruz, happened to be the same candidate her daddy and her mommy are for. Were for? See, we all have to start correcting tenses even, and even even that hurts. And my child, whom I cradled, who had tears of, not of, not of total naivete, but of frustration. And an, 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 an unformed, as yet unformed ability to put this all in perspective. After all, Ted Cruz was the smart guy. Ted Cruz was the constitutional guy. Ted Cruz was the was everything 
that she grew up learning it's good to be. And he played fair. And he was, she feels, the better candidate. And she had her little heart broken by the fact, as much as anything, she couldn't understand why the clearly better candidate, I think it was a sense of alienation. Like, I think for the first time, my child felt, is there something wrong with me? I mean, how, how could how could people not choose Ted Cruz? I mean, you know, maybe it was, I'm sure it was disorienting to her. And, you know, you know how much that matters to me and how much I fancy myself a expert on all of this. And I won't soon forget that moment. And my inability, my inability to assure her that everything would be okay. I can't tell her that. I couldn't tell her that. I had to say, I know, it hurts. It seems awfully wrong. I don't know how long you'll have to wait before you fall in love again with a candidate, before you find someone worthy of your investment, of feeling, and of going to school wearing a button that is maybe being the only kid at school with a cruise button on, or, you know, one out of five, maybe. And all that that takes when you're a teenager, or just, just entered your teenage years, you know, all of this. And I couldn't, I couldn't say it's all going to be okay. I couldn't make it all right. Because... You have had your heart broken. You wouldn't be here right now if you had never had your heart broken by the system, by politics. I have had my heart broken many times. I've, I have, I'm a veritable loose woman in the old literary sense, if you will. Uh, I've known many political lovers because I was actually day-to-day when daddy went to work. This is what I did. And on election day, I had people lose, and then I did it again and again and again. Now, I had more that won than lost, but 10 winners don't make up for the one family you've spent, you know, all this time with the last two years, sometimes more. You eat at their dinner table. You, You listen to them fight. You watch them be happy. You go through all these moments with them. And, and and you get your heart broken. And you, you know it's going to happen again, but you do it. And, and w- what could I say to my little girl whom I love than what I say to you now, whom I love? And that is, if you were for Ted Cruz, this broke your heart. It damaged your spirit. And that matters to me because I feel exactly the same way and i can't tell you that everything is going to be okay all of us have shared this kind of moment we just haven't yet done it together on a quadrennial basis because this is our first real presidential campaign together and i know it hurts
and I know it seems wrong, and I have something to propose, which is not going to fix everything. I hope it's not going to break anything, and I hope you'll stick with me. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. This is a meeting of the board of directors, of which you are a member in good standing. You have a voice you have an opinion now you have a phone number one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three you have a vote draw nigh to this bench draw nigh and be heard we have all had our hearts broken those of us who care you know what there are plenty of people walking around plenty more than there are of us don't forget there are plenty more than there are people such as we who are walking around oblivious they don't know what happened tuesday night they don't know who entered or left the race what race what race you know uh, hint indiana you mean like the indianapolis 500 i what race you mean black and white there are a lot more people who don't care and they don't have to be disappointed or try to uh, comfort themselves or a family member because they are the great unwashed. They don't know. They don't care. God bless them. Let them, you know, let them do what they like. Our Constitution protects those ignorant and careless of it, as well as it does those who are its faithful adherents. It's the kind of folk we are. All of us who care enough to care about the civic circus, Maximus, and it is a circus. It's a circus. Circus has dazzling moments. It's got performers doing things you you remember all your life. Skillful people with these unbelievable talents. It also has lots of poop everywhere. It has poop everywhere because Animals have traditionally been part of the circus, as they are of this one. Believe me, I've worked with lots of animals. 
There's lots of poop on the floor. But then, of course, there are the dazzling moments in the spotlight that keep people coming back to the Civic Circus Maximus. I've just seen a circus burned down as far as I'm concerned, as far as my family and most of my friends are concerned. It burnt down when Ted Cruz pulled out of the race. It hurt some of the animals and the performers. I, your dear and true ringmaster, suffered singed eyebrows, a bruised rib, and barely escaped with my microphone. Seriously. But, no, seriously. I do realize it may be, as they say, a bit, quote, too soon, quote. You know, like a joke? Like the, 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 how long did it take before the missing airliner jokes started when they couldn't find that airliner that was all of a sudden over the Indian Ocean? Blip, 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 blip. On the radar. And, and everyone wondered, is it, is it, you know, when John Oliver comes on Sunday night, can you, can you do it that Sunday night? Or do you have to wait another week? Or do you have to wait a month? What's too soon? There's too soon for everything that invokes strong emotion, right? Is it too soon to talk about this? We're going to talk about something. So, yeah, we could let it go and observe a respectful, quiet period of mourning and generally have ourselves a good cry. Not all of us, but those of us who were for Ted Cruz and who have waited, in some cases, their entire lives, in some cases, since Ronald Reagan, in some cases, their entire lives, for someone who could get elected who was a proponent of the Constitution of the United States. A lot of us believed we'd we'd never see it, or we'd never see it again, or in this case, never see it again. So we could have a respectful mourning period uh, of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth that's quiet and mournful. Or we could have a party. Look. I'm not ready to have a party, but I'm not ready to be quiet. Of course, I'm never ready to be quiet. And I don't think you're tuning in the Blaze Radio Network for white noise. I I, I don't think you're tuning in for quiet. So we could mourn or, or we could grit our teeth a little bit. Again, I don't want to presume, not all of us. But those of us who just, it's its hard to go back and talk about politics or talk about what's going on outside the house because we look at it and we look at our guy and he lost and he's probably not coming back. He might. We hope he will. But, you know, let's not kid ourselves. It is what it is for the moment. And and it sucks for, for us anyway. So we could mourn or we could grit our teeth and put on our big boy pants and we could grab each other by the lapels 
and give each other a good stare and smile at each other and together defiantly declare, uh, maybe even in unison, Excelsior! And you know what? I prefer the latter. We could lay down and we could, I, I could come up with other material or we could talk about what's in front of us. We could talk about what's happened, what's happening, and what's going to happen. I prefer that. I strongly suspect you do too. So may I propose? Let's! Jay Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, with you only here on the Blaze Radio Network. And uh, Caleb wrote during the break, what's the last campaign that broke my heart that I can recall? Again, when you're in the business, when I can't even sit down and tell you, like the last election cycle in which I was fully active as a consultant, I couldn't tell you how many campaigns I had or name the states. That's how much they blend in together. Well, it's also my fault, you know. If I, if I were 27 years old, I might be able to recall these things better. But uh, I couldn't even remember the candidates I had in a given cycle. But I do remember if I can, you know, I'm sure I would leave some out. But anyway, uh, Caleb may be the only person who cares. Caleb, the answer to your question is, Pat Buchanan, when my dear friend and mentor and so proud to say my client, Uh, when we won New Hampshire and then that was it. I mean, we all knew it had to end. We knew from the start it had to end in tears. But to this day, I'm still very proud. And that one broke my heart because if you really think, I mean, the, the political candidate of my lifetime that is my perfect political candidate, at least more perfect than anyone else who has lived in my lifetime. And I mean both for his or her beliefs, but also his or her skills at being a communicator and a candidate. You put together the whole package. Who was your favorite candidate that you believed most in and wanted most to win and felt most personally involved with and cared most about in terms of winning and losing, Pat Buchanan. Pat, absolutely. As I say, I I would prefer that we stick together and that we stick because we have a voice that matters and we can't, it's our instrument, right? Like a singer, an opera singer, it's our instrument. We can't let our instrument die. Or in modern pop music parlance, we can't let our meatloaf. <laughs> See what I did there? 
Meatloaf. Uh, my point is this. There are one of two, and perhaps both. I can easily see both. But there are one of two or both ways we can go here. And it's entirely up to you. It is entirely up to you. The phone rings. I pick it up. That's where we go. It's entirely up to you. I could see two ways. One or the other or both we can go here. We can commiserate over the loss of the candidate most of us supported and wanted as president, Ted Cruz. Or we could look forward and realize this is still an enormous struggle. And I mean, cheap laughs aside, I'm here to entertain you. I'm still going to strip every day, and you'll never get tired of it. And I promise I'll never get fat. Who else can give you that? This is an enormous, historic, crucial fight of which we either are or are not a part. What is for sure is that we have a very great deal at stake. And what's for sure is it will be up to us to make the final decision or not. I'm not prepared to be a conscientious objector. Thus, we can discuss what we were always in this for from the beginning. Doesn't that make sense? We were always in this from the beginning for somebody. And again, I speak with apologies to those who are who have been loyal to Donald Trump and other candidates. I say so respectfully. But for those of us who are uh, or were, you know, Cruz acolytes, we can discuss what we were for Ted, but we were really for principles. I don't mean to say mine's bigger than yours here, even though that this year became an actual topic of conversation, someone's wedding tackle you know, that became a topic of conversation in our debates. This is the year of the twerk, and one might say of the jerk. But we were always in this from the beginning to the degree we are or were for something bigger than Ted. We were in it, or for anybody who's ever lost, you know, a candidate they favored. They were in it because they couldn't stand the idea of the other party. My bumper sticker has always been, as you know, no Dem, no Democrat. I was always in this. I am in this now. I've been in my, did I mention I founded my grade school civics club and newspaper? Britt, did I ever say that before on the air? No, you have not, Jack. Okay, well, I'm glad I take this opportunity then to mention it. I've always been in it to beat the other side. I rarely am motivated as strongly by thinking I have the perfect candidate or the perfect idea or that he or she does. Very rarely. Two, three, four times in my life. I've done hundreds of campaigns. And I, I, very rarely do I am I motivated by the belief that I'm absolutely 
imbued with the spirit here that I've got the right guy with the right ideas at the right time, at the right place. I want to believe that. I try to make it so within my limited powers. But the thing that always motivates me is that I know what the other side is. And the most important thing is they not win. Now, we're either going to fight or we're going to lay down. I personally am not constituted physically or emotionally for laying down. I'm, I'm just, I'm wired to fight. I don't see laying down or fighting really as a choice, and I don't think you do either. I just don't think you'd be a partner in this show. Even if you're vaguely amused by this show, I don't, and my colleagues, I don't think you're a lay down kind of guy or gal. We're going to fight. We're going to fight out of spite. We're going to fight because, again, our guy, if he was, because our guy lost and we're angry, we're going to fight for our country and our families and our beliefs our principles not because cuz it's not it's way bigger than one guy or one woman it's just the principles the constitution freedom liberty the united states of america sorry i i know that people may regard that as cheesy but i hope no one in this audience does and reduced to the everyday shoe leather of the matter Am I going to pay a third of what I earn to dirty layabouts who don't work? Or am I going to pay half of what I earn or 70% of what you earn to dirty layabouts who are in the business of receiving, receiving a government check for a living? How many, how many buttocks of foreign despots are we going to continue to plant kisses on? How many more flybys in attack mode by Russian aircraft who are pushing us out of international sailing waters and out of Eastern Europe, getting ready to fulfill uh, Putin's destiny as he sees it, which is the reestablishment of Russia as the number one world power at the expense of the United States. And again, sorry to get technical here, and that's about as technical as I can get, so don't worry. But we will fight, and those are some of the reasons we will fight. It would appear not under the general, under the general that we had wanted, but under the only general that we're evidently going to have, Donald Trump. I want to say, and not for the last time, this is not an endorsement, this is not to be construed as an endorsement of Donald Trump, nor any kind of change of heart, any kind of revision of belief or principle, nor a pitch for Donald Trump. This is an observation du real. This is an observation of the real. This is political reality. We can continue to engage in this fascinating American campaign that's crucial to who we are and and what our children, if you have them yet or you don't, or your grandchildren, whomever, 
we can continue to engage and do our best, whatever that is. And you know what? Here, the way one of the ways I I know I know we're not curing cancer here, but on the Blaze Radio Network, we are making a difference. We do make a difference, even if being better informed every day. And influencing people that won't admit to being influenced by us. And you know we do. You know we do. We can fight and we can learn and we can do it better than everybody else every day. And it will be important and it will be fun. Isn't it always fun? Is there ever a dull moment? It can be fun. It will be fun. And then finally... And remember the, please do bear in mind the reservation that I placed on this a moment ago. There is finally, all else said and done, one other thing. And that other thing comes next. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. And you are my partners, and we have Rocky and other partners on the phone, just so that you know, Rocky being the senior managing partner, but I must beg your forbearance here, your indulgence, because I must finish this point, because finally there is this. So much for the sentimentality. I suspect the following declaration might possibly be the source of some controversy and conversation. At least I hope it is for the next couple of uh, years. So let me get this exactly right and on the record. Britt, would you roll on this? Quote, I believe, oh, it is... May 5th, 2016. I believe it is absolutely plausible that Donald Trump could win in a landslide. End quote. I have a feeling, I may be saying this again, mostly to deny its mal-interpretation or uh, mal-quotation. But here is my declaration. Quote, I believe, and, and hear me like a lawyer on this one, the language of this statute was carefully crafted, deceptively simple, although I hope not simple-minded. Quote, I believe it is absolutely plausible that Donald Trump could win in a landslide, end quote. Now note, my declaration, my preceding sentence, is my only formal statement. There is no more to it, there's no less. For it, I take full responsibility. 
and stand prepared to discuss and defend it. Hell, I look forward to it. Why do you think I'm here? But again, no to Bene. This is not an endorsement. This is not a pitch of or for Donald Trump. It is my observation, my opinion of where this election might well go. It does not affect my opinions of the candidates as previously stated, as currently held. It has absolutely nothing to do with how I assess Ted Cruz. But, yeah, we could not talk about this stuff for a while, but we're not built that way. Eventually, we're going to talk about, can he win? Who does he pick as VP? We're going to start, and why should we wait for other people to stupidly misinform the American people when we have the blessing of being able to tell them the veritas? Yes, we have a guy who's loud and vulgar, and in ways offensive to us, and most politicians are, by the way, and he's not the guy we wanted. Nothing will change that, but we do have a successful businessman, which nearly every one of us privately or publicly said in the last 10 years we really thought the country needed, a businessman. And what he said from the beginning is, I want to make America great again. And you know what? I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And it comes to this. I mean, look, if it's too soon, if it's too soon, honestly, there is, in addition to what happened with the Cruz campaign, was he a flawed candidate? Was his a flawed message? Did we let him down? Did history conspire the circumstances of history conspire to make what would otherwise have been a brilliant candidacy candidacy somehow out of step with the moment of our culture. I think we ought to talk about, as soon as we can, I think we ought to do a post-mortem. I think we need, we ought to talk about what went wrong, quote-unquote, with the Cruz candidacy. As I've mentioned, I think we ought to talk maybe right now, about Trump, about facing the prospect of who we've got as opposed to who we want. But to be perfectly honest, there is a third option, although I can't imagine it would be really, frankly, in the end, much of an argument. And I've thought about it. I don't not think before I come before you each day. There is a third option Again, I just don't think it would be much of an argument, but here it is. Is not the sausage egg McMuffin with cheese the reason God invented food? Is it not the most delicious product of human cuisine, the most scrumptious creation on the human palate in the history of all foodstuffs, pro or con? We could always do that. Excelsior.
I love you. You know that. I'm Jay Severin. You're the best and brightest. That's a big reason why. We are the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 Yes, we have a guy who is loud, typically vulgar, and offensive to us in a variety of ways, as are most politicians, by the way, having done this for a living my whole life. And I, and I don't think one needs to, to know that of politicians, right? He's not the guy we wanted, and nothing's going to change that. We do have something we've all said, all said within the last 10 or 15 years. We really need a businessman to run this country, to stop the blank blank, and to make America great again. Now, we have someone who is that and says that, and you know what? I believe that that is going to appeal to a lot of people across the board. I believe, in fact, it is absolutely plausible that Donald Trump could win in a landslide. Now, I appreciate that there are many who disagree with me, period, who disagree with that assessment who, despite their feelings for Trump or any candidate, say, no, 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 it is implausible that Trump can win, period. I also appreciate there are many of us who agree with horrible reluctance to my opinion that Donald Trump could plausibly win in a landslide to say, you know what? That's true. He could plausibly win in a landslide or otherwise. He could plausibly win. And it makes me sick. I appreciate there are many people who feel that way too. I'm merely offering opinion, not endorsement. I think I want to make America great again is better in a single sentence than anything Hillary Clinton has ever said or done. When I say better, I mean appealing to the people who will make up 51% of voters. But now, the fact is, Donald Trump is who you got. Or we get Hillary. I'd like, in the end, to take a shot at making America great again. I am not linking that with Donald Trump. I'm not saying necessarily I'd like to take a shot with Donald Trump because he'll make America great again. I'm merely saying a candidate who, while exhibiting many vile flaws and perhaps disqualifying flaws, also has a promise that is demonstrably more appealing than the fat Marxist against whom we are all running. So we don't know if Donald Trump can do that. We don't know if Donald Trump can make America great again. We all agree that we'd like to make America great again. We don't know if Trump can succeed at doing that. But we do know we have a committed Marxist who abandoned our seals to die on the battlefield and has been a criminal all her life 
and who spits on the United States Constitution and on you. That we know. About our other choice, we can speculate, however morbidly, however angrily, however justifiably. But we don't know that, we suspect that. And we may well be right. But here's what we know. We know what Hillary Clinton is. We know what she wants to do to America. And we know she can succeed. So, what shall we talk about? Oh, final postscript. The Washington Post writes today that it's time for a third party, which, the Post says, would very likely end in a Clinton presidency. And that makes it a win-win. So, since the other side is already planning to screw us, what shall we talk about? And, my dear friend, we don't have to do this right now. We can sit and wait and rot, or we could get started, or there is the egg McMuffin with cheese option. Rocky, you help drive this show. Welcome for your patience. Our call will be interrupted by a break, but I thank you for your graciousness, my dear friend. Oh, man. I love you, Jay. I just I love I you back. love this program, and I love and I love when I get to have a voice, and I really miss the old three-hour programs when we were able to go more in-depth with uh, more of the best and brightest. Um, I'm just out here with my garden tools and a phone. I don't have any notes, no paper. <laughs> I, have a mil- I have a million questions, and uh, I have my own idea where I go from here, and uh, I would like to bounce it off you, but first I want to... I want to say one thing, and this is on a personal basis to you. You mentioned meatloaf earlier. <laughs> yes. Well, if you if you get a chance to talk to me on a personal one-on-one basis, I have a uh, fairly substantial tor- story to tell you about meatloaf and uh, during a time period of him crying in his beer that I got to speak with him. But that's for you and me. All right, well, Rocky, as you might imagine, to that, I look forward greatly. Cool. Okay, so here's... Hold on, let me ask Britt, before you launch, Britt, is this a good time to break before Rocky, you know, lights the candle? Either break or break in two minutes. All right, let's do this. Rock, let's break now to give you the fullest uninterrupted possible segment uh, when we return. Rocky, of the cosmos awaits us. We'll be right back. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. When we got to the point that I speculated about the sausage egg McMuffin with cheese, it was too much for Rocky. He finally had to call. 
ladies and gentlemen, Rocky. Uh, I, I don't know. I like that sausage egg McMuffin. I'm a little more partial <laughs> to the ham, though. <laughs> so uh, there's no doubt in my mind, Jay, that, you know, hey, okay, if it comes down to it and it's Trump or Killary, and, you know, I call her Killary. I don't know if people catch that. I always use a K because I think she deserves it. Um, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's Trump over Killary, and to kind of go with your analogy of twerking, maybe Trump's the wrecking ball that needs to come in to the <laughs> overswing that Obama has done. Maybe we need to be kind of stupid and ruthless and act like the Democratic Party has done with the Republican Party and try and run all over it. But Rocky, an, another right now, really disgusting metaphor that occurred to me when you said Trump needs to be the wrecking ball given the fact that the wrecking ball refers, as uh, most of us know, I think, even I know, to the uh, Miley Cyrus sitting on the on the wrecking ball, was I got a metaphorical vision of if Trump is the wrecking ball, then Hillary is sitting on him, which really, uh, I have to go vomit now, but I'll be back. That really kind of gives you the worst of both worlds right there in one, Oh, that's a sad visualization. <laughs> but here, here's where here's where I stand, and I need you to help me out here and tell me if I know what the heck I'm doing, because uh, it is my thought right now, okay, so, you know, Cruz is suspended. From what I understand, and I read a lot of articles out there that just say, you know, it's all over, and I understand, yeah, it's all over. But, you know, hey, I'm going to be voting in the Nebraska primary Tuesday. Yep. And I actually have two I actually have in my hand right now, took it with me out in the garden, I'm so proud of myself. Have two tickets <laughs> to uh Trump's uh speech tomorrow in uh Omaha. And oh geez, Rock, are we gonna see you getting dragged out of the place? Well, that's where I probably need your help. Maybe maybe <laughs> so, I'm not sure. I, I, I need you to be my voice of reason here and see if I'm doing a worthwhile cause. I will go. If you feel about place. Trump the way I think you feel, what I would do, if that's what you're asking me, is what I did when Clinton spoke up at Salem State here. I made sure I got a good seat and I stood up prominently at the right moment and turned my back. I, I, I didn't say a word. And I got the attention of everybody in the place. I I don't know whether at the time I'll have the courage, but right now I'm inclined to say something. And uh, I haven't got myself to figure out what that is yet. I've run all kinds of different ideas, too many to enumerate right now. But right. Uh, tell me this. Tell me this right now. Okay, so he's, he's the presumptive candidate. And... Uh, am I stupid to go to the polls and vote for Cruz? No. I mean, as far as, I, as from what I know, we can still try and take delegates away from, from yes. Trump. And it, Rock, that's why I awesome? said, and I know you heard this, and I know you, I know you grasp it uh, better than most. You, you know, I've been saying the last few days that the endorsement story has been, I'm sorry, sorry, to take, withdraw and rephrase. The nomination story, i.e., it's over 
has been greatly overplayed. But the campaign story, i.e. it's over, has not been overplayed. The campaign as such is more or less over. I mean, for the Republican nomination. But that doesn't mean the nomination is settled. We don't know what's going to happen between now and June 7th. I mean, I don't want to get morbid or even otherwise suggestive, but you know that life is strange and that we just don't know until Donald Trump has handed that nomination whether or not he's going to get that nomination. If, theoretically, a story should emerge that's too much, even for Donald Trump to, you know, to, to wither, to withstand. Or if something else should have, you know, God only knows. But you, the campaign may be effectively over, but the nomination ain't. Right, right. So I'm not, I'm not crazy. And wouldn't it be a hell of a statement for uh, Nebraska? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's likely, but wouldn't it be a heck of a statement if, Nebraska would actually send delegates in the absence. Look, you know what? It would be like Bernie Sanders. A lot of people are wondering, how come Bernie Sanders keeps winning all the votes, but Mrs. Clinton keeps getting the delegates? Do you know? I mean, if if all of a sudden people show a sense of regret, in effect, you know, they have buyer's remorse, right? Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? In the in the case of the Democratic uh, uh, way of nominations, I think I'll give Trump credit for this. It really is rigged there. I don't. I well, don't it's, it's only rigged, rigged more. Rigged. It's only rigged more yeah. and a little differently. But right. they're, they're, and again, rigged is a tough word, Rock, because it, it implies illicit. It implies illegal. And neither one of them are illegal. They have been duly. Uh, uh, considered and passed by appropriately uh, by appropriate legislative and lawful bodies, they they may have been done at the ignorance of the constituents, and I have a feeling we're going to see a wave of statutes, you know, in the next two years changing all of that. But they're not rigged, i.e., illegal. They're just rigged, i.e., if you're not an insider and you don't know the rules, you're going to do as well as most day traders do in the stock market. Sure. I don't think that Trump's taken any more hits, though, from the GOP nomination process because of it being rigged against him as much as it is that he didn't utilize – he wasn't smart enough to utilize it properly. Right. And uh, in in many cases, he he wouldn't have nearly the delegates that he does if it wasn't for the way that the process works. I I think that's right. I can also tell you that – I won't try to be coy here, but I must be to some degree coy. A One of the top Democrats in the world said to me within the last 16 hours, um, the party, the Democrat party, is alternatively smug and scared to death over a Trump candidacy. So... How about this? What if one was to stand up and get attention at this uh, Trump thing tomorrow, and they said that that you just didn't believe that he was going to do what he said, and you're going to vote for Cruz, and what can he do to make it so that uh, I would believe otherwise? 
and uh, is he going to include Cruz in his campaign? Uh, I know he can't really, like, make... Rockwater, are you expecting to be given equal speaking time? (laughs) No, I know. Okay, yeah, okay, how about that? Can you think about that before tomorrow? What would be a clear, concise, small amount of... I'm telling you, I, I did it for myself. Doctor, heal thyself. I it, I thought the yeah. most effective thing I could do was turn around. And I've told people this for years. Stand up and turn around. You will be singled out by the media. Yeah. See, if you're yelling from the audience, you'll be dragged away, arrested. You'll be seen as a nut. Yeah. That'll be the end of you. But if people yeah, stand up right. and turn their backs, they usually are quietly escorted out. And then hordes of media descend on them to say... Why did you do that? What are you trying to say? That is what makes me a media consultant. That is what you do if you want to do something and still risk, you know, possible arrest or a little detention. But that's how you get an audience, Rock, other than the huge one you have right now. Speaking radiophonically. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. I love you guys, I trust you, and you know it, and I just, without backing off that one molecule, I also know that I'm going to sit down in 25 minutes and say to my family, half of my audience wants to choke me to death. Half of my audience thinks I've abandoned everything we believe in. Half of my audience wants me dead. Half of my audience thinks that I've just endorsed Trump. Half of my audience thinks I never supported Cruz. Half of my audience just, look, and you're saying right now, oh, so you think we're idiots, huh? Okay, let's just dismiss that, okay? Nerves are raw. No one wants, my my daughter won't talk to me about this. I mean, you want to continue the show? Many of you, and, and, and bless you, you say, I, I want a longer show. I want to do three hours again. Well, I, I can't speak to that. But thank you, bless you for saying that. My family has that option. In fact, even though they may not always welcome it, They get the show 24 hours a day. (laughs) They get the show. You know, I say, good night. I love you. Thanks. And then I immediately go and make myself a martini. And I do another three hours for just a couple of people. And I'm always ready. When I'm finished with that, I'm always ready to like have a spot of dinner and then do another hour and then another hour as you know, I watch the news. So consider yourself lucky. Count your blessings. When I offer you the option to consider whether or not the sausage egg McMuffin with cheese is the most scrumptious creation of cuisine 
in the history of all human foodstuffs, grab it. RJ, how do I thank you for your patience? Welcome. Hey, Jay. What say you? Uh, I say welcome. Okay. I wanted to ask you, I want to talk to you because I think you have the most knowledge on three things, our Constitution, the election process, and the candidates that are running that we currently have to choose from. So, well, thank you. Could I add? Could I add guitar, uh, music in general, girls, (laughs) girls, surfing, the blues, girls, surfing, dogs, and the sausage egg mac muffin with cheese? Okay. And one more. Thank you. You, you, Girls. One one more. Girls. Um, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. As in, you probably don't let your. As in, don't well, let your. It's an imperative sentence. <laughs> okay, hey, Jay. Yes, sir. What do you say to the thought that uh, since Ted Cruz was so close, and uh, he's definitely, you know, they're neck and neck with uh, Trump, I, I'm uh, my. I like the motto of trust Ted, trust Ted. But you know what? Doesn't sound right when I try when I try to say trust who? No, trust Trump. It doesn't sound like it's very trustworthy. Right. Whereas right. I say trust Ted, that sounds better. So what if well, I what if or- were to say what if we were to say I was Ted? Say, it is organic. You know, it it's in the advertising business. We would call that sort of a little too clever by half. You know, it's perfect, but it's a little too perfect in a way. So you have to, you know, you want one wonders. But that's a, you know, an important point, but a generally minor one as of the moment. I think you'd agree. Um, I just want to note that you have asked the first, you are the first to ask the question, uh, to which many of you may say, I've been trying to ask, you loud mouth, if you'd shut up and let my call through, I I would have said it. Uh, And that is, you are the first to probe an area that we have to talk about and it, it's not going to be today other than your call i'll bet but we are going to have to talk about it and that is we have to do a cut em up we have to do a pm you know the the coroner has to work here we have to talk about a post-mortem on the cruise campaign because i still wince i mean i almost physically wince rj when you remind me of the fact the Ted Cruz is not in this election right now. How did the people, well, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to blame my Hoosier kinfolk, but how could he not win Indiana? And you see, if anything causes me to question how I view the universe and God and man, it's, okay, if he lost it because he couldn't, win in California, RJ, I'd say, you know what? Sad fact of life, but fact of life nevertheless. You know, I mean, who didn't know that, that that was going to happen? I think I have the answer to your question there, Jay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Um, A friend of mine from way back, his name is Bobby. He lives in Ohio. He moved from Arizona to Ohio recently. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I noticed that the guy that was talking down to Trump, shouting Trump down, had the same sloped forehead as Bobby did. And now Bobby was always one. <laughs> Bobby was always one that had 
had firm belief that Reagan was the best president, and uh, he he loved all 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 of Reagan's uh, ideas. But now Bobby has changed since he's gone back to Ohio, so it has something to do with that slow forward. That I know. Has the cast of his head changed? I mean, because now that we're now that we're down to phrenology in trying to explain voter behavior, I mean, I need to know: Did you ever actually feel the lumps on his head? <laughs> there are none. No, it's just a slope on his forehead. There's no frontal lobe. No, no. Let's go back to this though for a moment, because you're the, the you're the first question since the untimely death of our candidate. Here or does it does it have to be? Let me ask you this. Of, does it have okay, to? Well, let does, me finish my it, sentence. Let me finish my sentence. Okay, which is right. yours is the first question, and that is what happened. And you know I'm eager to explore that, so I'm not you know easily going to give it up since you've finally been the first to ask it. What happened? How could Ted not win in Indiana? I mean <laughs> I'll I'll give you the reason which is wrong, and the reason is because. Well, I guess it's right. I mean, I that most people who vote in Republican primaries, I mean, which is Indiana, if it's anything, didn't prefer him. I can't understand it. I really can't. They, the people don't need to get involved. I'm sorry? But uh, they just were not engaged in... in uh... In this case. Oh, I know. Come Indiana. on. Is that really your answer? The people of Indiana were somehow less engaged than any than other states, knowing that it was all on their shoulders? They, the voters were disengaged? I wish I could believe that. I think it has something to do with this open their forehead. But, <laughs> but, well, once well, a phrenologist, yeah. always a phrenologist. I, I you know, Let me ask I got Margaret you Mead question. on the phone here explaining to me. Cruz's loss vis-a-vis the coming of age in Samoa. So I don't know that I'm going to get much more out of this witness, Your Honor. <laughs> How about the fact that Ted and Carly run as a third party? I would instantly jump uh, ship. Instantly. Because I was, I was with Romney all the way through, and when I voted for him, I, I yeah. voted over for him, but when he lost, I said, that's it. That's I'm done with the Republican Party. I've given it the last shot. That's I'm done. Well, this would have been my last time. This would have been the last go around with Trump. RJ, I mean, with Cruz. It's been I mean. true. You have to thine own self been true. There is no Republican Party. Trump no. is the third party. Trump's is a third party candidacy. Don't you see? There is no Republican Party left. And I don't mean this in terms of Trump himself. It doesn't matter who it is. It only matters that somebody grabbed the Republican Party by the tie knot and slapped the snot out of them back and forth across the national stage like they were the gangster in a 1945 Jimmy Cagney gangster movie. They just, the Republican Party has had the snot slapped out of them from one side of the stage to the other and back again, and then crumpled in a heap, whereupon the guy expectorated on him, kicked him, and took his watch. <laughs> I mean, Trump is the third party. There's no Republican. Who's the Republican Party right now? 
the, the answer is, is it Trump? No, no, it can't be no. Trump. Okay, who is it then? Paul Lena Ryan? Over. No, huh? it's over. It's over. It's That's over. Romney lost. It's, lo- it's over. So now there's still a, a possibility that Cruz could uh, run as an independent and Carly as his running mate. And why wouldn't that work? See, here's the thing. That's a great, it's a great question, but I'm afraid it has a definitive answer. And it ain't good. Oh. The party, what's left of it, and RJ, thank you so much. Please call again. You're a very smart guy, and you waited a long time, which diminishes, of course, the claim that you're smart. But 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 all averaged out, you're a smart guy, and I'm grateful for your call, and thank you. Here is the answer. The Republican Party, the rhinos, hate Ted Cruz. We love him. They hate him. They They, they hate him because as much as they fear and doubt simultaneously what Trump might do and how Trump might behave, here's something they know. They know that Ted Cruz would pull the light switches out. They'd pull the fuses out. He would reach into the junction box and rip the wires out of the Republican Party as we have known it, as a con game made for and by and exploited by professional rhinos who lie to us and meet eight times a year in Hawaii at our expense. There, there is no Republican Party. For anyone who wants to see a third-party candidacy, you've got one. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. You are my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. We've said a lot today, and it needed saying, and we'll be saying it tomorrow, too. And at some point, we have to pursue RJ's line of inquiry, and that is, how did this happen? How did how did this happen? How How is it that Ted... What went wrong? Now, if if you know me... If we've been together, you know I've been hinting at this without saying it for a long time. You only beat, well, this is actually prospective, not retrospective, but I'll say it anyway. You know I've been saying I have for a long time feared that the only way you beat a circus is with a better, bigger circus. I've always wondered whether any kind of conventional campaign could beat Hillary Clinton. And you, again, if you've been with me, I don't need to argue the point. You you know I've said it. If we've been together, you also know I've been saying for a long time, I love Ted, I support him, I'm voting for him, I'm every day I tell you I'm for him, and I tell you why. But I also tell you that, as I think the only guy on radio that ran campaigns uh, across this country and in other parts of the world for 25 years, uh, I I know something of judging horse flesh. I know something of judging a candidate. I know something of looking at a candidate and how he or she behaves. 
performs, performs is a better word, how they perform and how the media reacts to them and thus the impression they're making on voters. And it all, you know, it's not all they're doing. It's not all their fault. It's not all their blame. It's not all to their credit. It's all it's all a hodgepodge of various uh, factors. And you know for how long I've been saying Ted Cruz is a great man. He is not a great candidate. He has not been a great candidate. Now, if you want to argue that, fine. I'm Jeez, believe me, I would love to fall down and praise God and say, you're right, and I see the light. But I can't because I've done this for a living. And I can't so far anyway, because I've done this for a living. He has not been a great candidate. If you if you want to eliminate all of the other people, not as smart as we, and say to smart, discriminating people, to inquiring minds, he, he is the only candidate. How could anyone think differently? I buy that. I'm smart. You're smart. The problem is. We have to deal with the rest of America. And I'm really not prepared to say that all of our fellow citizens are imbeciles of one kind or another. There has to be another explanation, right? Right? I mean, we do have to, we do, we must consider this. And if it's too soon, I'll know because you won't call me. But tomorrow, maybe I'll take another shot. And for those of you who wanted a third party, you have it. Believe me, you have it. Hey, the so-called Republicans have rented a hall and a caterer. That doesn't make you a political party. That makes you a bar mitzvah. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.